Hi, Sarah. Hi, this was a nice one. Yeah, this is great. Made me feel good about romance novels. So today we are recording a special episode. Um, Twin sisters and Fated Mates listeners, Kate and Kara, um, won the Romance for Haiti auction, which was um, last fall, I guess late last fall. A million years ago. And I know, I was like, we're actually so, this is only three or four months later, and we're recording it, go us. <laughs> and we went back and forth with, um, with them about possible options, and then they came up with a really fun idea, which is to talk about... The role of the breaking case of emergency romance and some banter and talk about, like, which ones we have on our lists. And I think this will be a really fun episode. So welcome to Faded Mates, everyone. Are you going to introduce yourself or? No, you go first. (laughs) Okay. I'm Sarah McLean. I read romance novels and I write them. And I'm Jennifer Prokop, a romance reader and editor. And this was really a fun exercise for me because I realized that I have a number of breaking case of emergency books that I probably will never break in case of emergency. Well, so <laughs> <You know? laughs> let's talk about what it is first because, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you maybe you have or haven't heard it, if you just listen but aren't on social media, you might not be aware with this phrase, but you know, I think you can all figure it out. But it's those books that you want to read, probably you own, but for whatever reason, they are just waiting on the shelf in case, in case you yeah, need it. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. Here's the truth, you guys. We live in fraught, uncertain times. Yeah. And the reality is that there are, you never know. You never know when you're going to get to a point where you have no choice but to reach for something that you just know, like, is going to give you joy and happiness and escape for X number of hours. And so what this means is that you have a collection of books on your shelf, and they are. I mean, like, I own all these books, some of them multiple copies, like, and, um, and I know this because I am currently packing up my house. And so we'll take a step back for a second, but I am, um, we are moving to another house in Brooklyn or to, we are moving, you know, in Brooklyn. Um, and the mover came and stood in my office and was like, so what's happening here? <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't understand the question, sir. <laughs> and he was like, is there, are all these books going? And I wanted to be like, sir, if if you were standing in a room full of a record collection, would you have asked that person <laughs> What's all these happening records here? Are all these <laughs> records going? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, and I, I said, you know, well, I intend to, like, do a slight purge. Like, you know, I'll go through the piles of and piles and piles of books that are on the floor, say, um, and, you know, try very hard to do a purge. And he was like, but mainly these are all going. And I was like, yes. And he's like, okay. And so I've, you know, he succeeded in making me feel guilty, which you shouldn't allow movers to do, everyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> you shouldn't allow it, but I did, and I do feel a little guilty about the number of books in my house, although I will say that last night I went over through a shelf of books, and I pulled out six books. Like, it was a huge shelf. And you're like, six, six of six these books. could go. And I put them in a box, and I brought them to Eric with, like, a great deal of pride, like a toddler, right? Look. And I was like, here they are. These can go on the street for giveaway. And he looked at me like, 
Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> amazing. That's but amazing. But I have aspirations that I will get through more, that I will, I will be able to part with more books. Anyway, point is, um, I've been going through, I went through my bookshelf that you guys don't all see, but Jen knows, like, sits yeah. right behind me and holds all of my, like, first edition romances, mm-hmm. like, all the books that blooded me, like, all of the stuff that we've read for the podcast. And, of course, like, that's the shelf that only six books came from. But I did discover that I have multiple of these Breaking Case of Emergency books, <laughs> and I did get rid of duplicates. The duplicates. So, so, so there was that. It's funny because I, okay, so I've been on a real journey with, like, my physical books over my lifetime. I used to be very weird about them. Like, this was on the Rebecca Romney episode. I mentioned that I had, like, all my Sweet Valley highs, and I pretended I was a librarian, and I would only let people borrow them if they promised not to crack, crack the spines. Like, they had to read them. Like, But then I, we moved around a lot in my um in my 20s and 30s, like, right? Like, we moved from Texas to California, from California to Seattle, from Seattle to Chicago. And, you know, moving books is expensive when you are doing yes, it long distance. Accurate. Essentially, it's come, it nets out to, at that point, it was like last time I did it, it was, he, the guy was like, it's basically $100 a box just in weight. <gasps> yeah. Right? So I became pretty ruthless, actually, about just, like, getting rid of books because I was – and you know what the truth is? In a lifetime of getting rid of books, I'm sad about ones from really long time ago, like childhood books. Yeah, Sweet but, Valley High. Sweet Valley High. But realistically, a lot of the books that I got rid of, only a handful of them have I ever really, truly, like, missed enough to replace. I feel like now I'm in a bit of a situation because I'm kind of a – collecting romance now that's what i'm Mm. trying to tell myself and yeah so it's a little bit different but it it is yeah it's just like well they need so much as items right yeah eric and i had um a, a conversation about this exact thing because of actually your christmas gift which hasn't actually left our home sorry but it will um, and the, um, and we were talking about, you know, I had, I had bought a collection of items. I won't tell you what kind of <laughs> items, but I bought a collection of them and I only needed like two or three. I only wanted like two or three. Right. And then I looked at them and I was like, well, what are we going to do with these? Because I don't want to put these back on the street. Like these are not like put them on the street sure. in Brooklyn. For those of you who don't live in a city or I don't even know about other cities, but in Brooklyn. Oh, it's here. In New for York sure. City, right? Like there's a lot of like just like. Leave it outside free, and someone like, will take leave it. Leave it on the, on the curb and someone will. So it's like one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? Like so routinely, sh- at least once a week, there are like 20 books outside of my house. And within 24 hours, they're gone. Yeah. Well, in um, Chicago, there are people who literally, like, go up and down the alleys with the tr- their, like, junker, like, you know, to pick up stuff that can be recycled or whatever. So, yeah. yeah like, it's like it's, recycling. Yes. Like, you just sort of. Sure. Um, and, I mean, like, we had, for many years, we had kitchen table chairs that I <laughs> found in Manhattan and then made my best friend, Megan, carry onto the subway. <laughs> because I need, I was like, these are great. These are what we, these what are I what want. we need. Yeah. And so we, the, we picked up four chairs off the sidewalk and like took the subway with them back to Brooklyn. And they were like somebody's trash and, you know, Washington Square Park. Anyway, point is, um, I don't, there are some books that I, like, I, they are valuable to someone. Right. And so I, so we just talked about, he was like, well, maybe it's time 
for you to set up an eBay account yeah. for, like, these books that right. you know are valuable. Right. But don't want to. But for, yeah, right. You yeah. don't need them on your you keeper don't want shelf, them. right? Exactly. Because I did come after that Rebecca Romney episode, I came to this point where I was like, I do want to. Uh, as you know, like we right. talked about this, like I want to collect um, important books, but they have to be important to me. Yes. You know, like I don't want, you know, every love I don't swept need a ever first made. edition right. like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like it's just not important to me in the way it is to other people. Um, but I do want a first edition, you know, something else. And so it's a really interesting balance. And, and I just hope that I know that we and Rebecca have kind of, um, moved a lot of people who listen to us to doing this kind of collecting. And so I sort of love the idea that there will just be a bunch of like Fate of Mates listeners on eBay. Like, <laughs> telling each other the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I um, love it too. Well, and I'm for it. I, you know, I think the thing too is like also like our Alice, the listener in Canada sent me this amazing box of, of old historicals and, it's for and for me, it's like maybe these were going to be worth money one day, but I'm also collecting them because I love them, right? Yeah, and I think yes. there's there's like a big difference. Like one of the things that's really interesting about the breaking case of emergency conversation is it intersects with the keeper shelf conversation yep. and also then the reread conversation, right? The comfort read conversation because I think they're all really. Um, all three of those things exist in romance because of the way romance makes us feel. Yes. And the the overlap between so we kind of when we were talking about this episode, I think it's it's a little bit the the concept for this episode and who's who knows what it will turn out to be, but the initial concept of this episode between Jen and and me was um the idea of what are books we recommend you put on your breaking case of emergency shelf and also what are the books that we have on ours. And what's interesting to me is the overlap of authors on these two lists for me is like almost a circle, yes, right? Like the Venn right. diagram of these two circle, two, two lists is a circle. Um, and that is because I think that break in case of emergency books are books by authors you already know are going to deliver for you. And so actually, as I'm talking about this, as I'm looking at your face, I'm thinking, well, maybe, so maybe it doesn't work, right? Like maybe there is no such thing as a, you should have this book on your break in case of emergency list. Right, right. Because we're not inside those pe- these people's heads. Sure, right? right. It is different for everybody. So I think instead it's just going to be really interesting conversation about like what it is that we are like holding, right? Like of all the romance cards in the Kindle, on the shelf, mm-hmm. and then kind of like why? Because I think the other thing is like, it's it was interesting to me as I was thinking about it, like for both of us, I think the obvious first thing is an, it's authors, right? They're authors who yeah. I love so much, and I they'm holding some of those books in in mm-hmm. check. But I think there's also like series I love where I yeah I'm kind of lagging, and you know That's to finish. Right? I've read I've read all but one of this series, right? You know, right. And then the other thing though is to think about it in terms of like. 
like how you are acquiring books from like BookBub or right, like on sale. Because I have started, I think I've said this before, I now will only buy books on BookBub that are like, okay, I've been waiting for that book or this is an author I really like. And I specifically almost entirely think of those as like, okay, one day I'm going to need these and, you know, there's Grace Goodwin on BookBub and that's like a real predictable, like (laughs) fun, kind of dirty read. And so like, but I don't read those the minute I download them. So it, there's a, do- yeah. a lot of different strategies for how you. Well, I think this is really fascinating. Make that shelf, yeah. Because none of my break in case of emergency books are on E. Interesting. I mean, they they could be. I mean, right. they are available, but they're paper but books I have for you. Print copies of each of them because it's like I don't know. Maybe Armageddon will come, and then oh yeah, you'll be fucked, and I won't be. Oh, com- <laughs> listen. <laughs> I see for me, it's that's my keeper shelf, right? So books that I love, I will also get in print in case one day my Kindle dies, I will still have managed. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So here's, here's the other thing I want to talk about that I think is like somehow wrapped up in this. And that is that romance readers especially have this key and I think probably other genre readers too feel this way although I like I don't know because I don't write I don't read those genres um but romance readers especially it feels like weak we glom an author, right? Like, oh, we're yeah. like oh my god I just discovered I can remember where I was like I can remember laying in my bed in my like first apartment in New York City for a full weekend just reading Lisa Kleypas books. Like I the I left the house on Friday or like on the way home from work on Friday, I bought every Lisa Kleypas book I could find at the Barnes and Noble. And then I just went home and I like read did nothing but read Roman read Lisa Kleypas books. And so we know what it is, right? To like get to the end yes. of the backlist. Yes. And say, oh shit. Yeah. There is no more Kleypas until there is more Kleypas, right? There's there is more no more IAD. Me. Yeah. Until there's more there's Kleypas more. for me, too. Yeah. But the, um, there is, I was not stupid enough to, I was <laughs> to really smart run, enough in the to end really to, run like, the course, right. But the, um, but there's no more IAD for us. Right. Until there is IAD again. And, like, that is painful for those, for when you love, I mean, like, yes. I know you must also, like, be deeply pained by the fact that, like, We've read them all. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and I think a related part of the, like, breaking case of emergency is, like, the slowdown, where you're like, oh, shit, I love this. So I can either read it all real fast or I can meter it out. Savor it. Yes. Yeah. I'm only going to let myself read one of right. these a month or whatever. And also on the reverse, and is the author slowdown, right? Like, I know, right, when I started, and this is true of a lot of us, look, the 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 truth is that when you start writing, for many of us, you write fast because you have all these stories kind of, like, backed up in you. And then, like, writing gets 
I, in my opinion, gets more difficult as you move forward because you start to see pitfalls. You start to like have more intention about what you're trying to do in the text or whatever. And so when that happens, some of us, myself included, slow down, right? So like where I used to be a two book a year person, now I'm a one book a year person, right? And then you end up with like somebody like Cressley who like it was three years, you know, Lisa Kleypas, Julia Quinn, these kind of like bigger breaks, long standing authors. Authors who are writing, you know, big, you know, big texts of the genre, they take more time. And so, and now you sort of have this moment where you're like, is there gonna be another one? Right? Like, and how is everyone the last one? Right, exactly. So, you know, it's interesting because I think about Monroe, for example, and like I probably would have break in case of emergency that book. Yes. It's not for the podcast. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I I I absolutely I would have because like it's better to know you have one in case. than it is to not to know to not know that you have one coming. And here's how I would have tricked myself into doing it. I yeah, would have said us. to myself, you can reread Monroe after you reread them all. And so then it becomes a project that I'm rewarding myself for at the end. So in order to fully savor it, I'm going to reread them all, and then I'll read Monroe. And hopefully by the time that happens, whatever comes after, Nix has arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, it's really interesting because I think that's another thing that you've done during the pandemic is, like, you've really done a kind of, like, I'm going to reread all of this. I'm going to read them all in audio or I'm going to do whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there, so I, I do not think. Necessarily, not ID, but like you've picked yes. other authors. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. Done the whole. I think the pandemic has been really interesting for a breaking case of emergency because I'd be interested in knowing how many people. Right. Did the glass. I, I did on a couple. I did on a couple. I mean, so for example, I would think the one that I explicitly like pulled off the shelf and had been sort of saving, and I'm going to look it up to make sure I get the title right, because I think it's not what I think it is. I was going to say Night Ranger by Beverly Jenkins, but that is in fact a baby. That's an 80s band. It's Nighthawk. (laughs) Night Ranger. Oh, Nighthawk is like... Oh my God, it's af- right after Indigo for me. It's yes. so good. And I, it had been on, like literally on the breaking case for emergency yeah. shelf. Oh, and it's one, so good. And one day, and here's the other thing. It wasn't even like a plan. It was just like, I need it. <laughs> like I need this right now. And I yeah. pulled it off and I, I just like fell into bed and, and like, and read. And it was exactly what I needed and exactly what I wanted. I mean, it was, and it was like. It was worth it. You know what I mean? Like, it was so satisfying. But, yeah, that's the thing that's hard is it's kind of like – but, yeah, it was definitely a pandemic breakdown. I I just have to read something I know is going to be amazing, and and it was Nighthawk. So I did have a pandemic – I broke the glass. A place. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that that question is really interesting, too. Because I think I did not, I have not you done have that not over yet. the course of the pandemic. And that's not to say that I don't kind of wish I had. But every time I look at this list of books sitting on my shelf, I'm like, but if I read that, then, then it's, it's gone. Then it's gone. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. And so I don't know. Maybe that's bad. I don't, well, no, it's not no, bad. No, because I bad. bought them all. So like the authors got paid. <laughs> right. Right. 
Right, exactly. Maybe that's my PSA is like if you have books that are on your list, your breaking case of emergency list, just buy them. Buy them now. Leave them on your shelf or on your Kindle. Yeah. Um, Well, I do think that's like the – I do think that's the – I think the breaking case of emergency books have to – you have to own them. Yeah, in order to got to be in your hands. Um, All right, so what do you want to do? Do you want to talk – how do you want to do this? Well, okay, so here's another thing I want to say. Yeah. The thing that's weird about telling people you're breaking case of emergency books is they're like, you haven't read blah, 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 and you're like – Listen, I have one on my list that I still haven't decided if I'm going to confess. See? So I think – Because I know you are going to like – no, I mean, but flip. But that's <laughs> probably, I can't, no, I'm like, tell me. But I think that's the part is it's like you have to understand like the deep respect and love and devotion I have for you if you're on my break in case of emergency list, right? The thing that's also interesting to me is like some of these books have been on for years. And then I think it'll be interesting to talk about have any like newly come on the list. So, I am surprised by just how many of these books are historicals. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that because mine too, almost all, with the exception of one person, these are all all historicals. And that, for me, I mean, it has to be because the historicals are where I began. Yes, exactly. Like, it's it's like comfort food. Yeah. It's like the way people feel about macaroni and cheese or mashed potatoes or whatever. Like there are – what's interesting is there are books that I have not read by contemporary authors who I love. Yeah. And I have – and I own those too. But I would not say – but at any point I could look at a shelf and be like, oh, I'm going to read this book that I've never read before. It's not urgent. It's not – it doesn't feel like, oh, well, if I read that then – what if I need it in the future? For me, there's, like, kind of two levels of breaking case of emergency. Like, there's, like, the real, like, I'm saving these explicitly for my Nighthawk moment where I'm, like, I just need something right now and I know it's going to yeah. be great. And then there's more of a, like, okay, I'm creating a list of things I know I will enjoy when I just, like, need something like that. Right? So I yeah. put, like, Grace Goodwin in that pile. Like, I backpile them because I know I'm going to want to read them at some point. They're on sale book bub for 99 cent that cents that day. Great. Well, there's a difference, right? Because it's like the difference between a breaking case of emer- breaking case of emergency is not a TBR. Yes, it's a different thing. I feel like we've captured that, but now I'm still like trying to. Hus- okay, so I'm going to start. I'll start by talking about some books on my breaking case of emergency. So there's quite a bit of Claypus on mine. Oh, mine too. The I have not read any of the Hathaways after. I knew that. After Cam, whatever his book was. Yeah. And I and I just oh, Sarah. Uh, <laughs> I know. And someday you will, and yeah. it'll be a great joy to text with you during them. And I and it's I feel like and I'm gonna here's the thing. I own a couple of them on E. I don't actually have these in paper, but whatever one is about Kev. Yeah. I actually That's Kate Claiborne's that's favorite. That's Kate's favorite. I down, I was like, I think I'm ready. And I downloaded it from the library. And you were like, no. And then I was like, no. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not. Buy that book, Jen. You can't download that from the library. I know. <laughs> but I was. I was like, I'm not ready yet. This is, I, this, I still need, no, need to know this it. is here. Exactly. I think that's great. That's really good. So, I mean, should we just do Claypus? Sure. We'll just do that's a little. Where, yeah. That's my, you're going to like oh, fall over. What have you not read? Because I've been faking it for a long time. Is it Winterborn? 
It's Winterborne. Yeah, that's okay. You keep that, girl. It is so good. <laughs> You're going to need that one day. Listen, here's my thing. Lisa Kleypas writes a hero like nobody else in the whole wide world. And I just, I know that Winterborn is that hero that she just nails every time. And I can't do it. Every time I open it, I'm like, I can't, I can't you do can't it. You can't do it. You're not ready. So it's Winterborn. But I also have two other Kleypases that I haven't read. Tell me. And these are ones that I had to buy on eBay because many people do not know. The ones. it's not on her website. Yes. She wrote two historical romances for Berkeley way, way back way in the back. day. They're called Where Passion Leads and Forever My Love. And basically, you can't find them. And if you do find them, they are very expensive. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I'm I'm kind of embarrassed by how much money I paid for one of them. Listen, that's but not I, anything we're going to talk about right now, by the way. <laughs> like, that's whoosh. <laughs> Um, so, but the, so I have both of those as well. Old, old school, like, yeah, oh, you know, I bet like the, the print the is tiny. Cover. You know You're what, you guys, we'll put the cover on magnifying glass taking, to read it. <laughs> we should take this moment to point out that Eric has been taking high res, has been putting high resolution photographs of all of the like trailblazer mm-hmm. uh, books that we've been talking about and everything else on the website and we'll put links and show notes to that page which i don't think is actually linked on the main page like i think it's like a separate it's kind of hidden yeah it's kind of a hidden thing but it's for posterity and we'll put the but anyway we'll put these two books in look at the photo array and we'll make sure that they get there um but the i so i have three and one of them is winterborn and that's a good one look i know i know have and you, it's on my shelf have I you had read it. cold-hearted rake yes oh okay Okay. I've read all the other ones. <laughs> That's amazing. I just haven't read Winterborn. Listen, you are going to need that one day. You know why? And this is the thing is I I think also there's there's another series um on my list and part of it it's I don't know when Winterborn came out like I would have to look at the pub date but it ha- it had to have come out during like at a time when I couldn't immediately read it. Right. Right. And so like it didn't I, it arrived at my house because I pre-order everything in print sure. from Lisa, and and I put it on a shelf, mm-hmm. and then like I just never got to it. And by the time I would have gotten it to it, it was so clear from to, from the whole world that it was like a perfect book. Yeah, that I was like, I'm not going to read this right now. Sure. But also like the the lead up in Cold Hearted Rake to the two oh, of them yeah. is so perfect that like I know I'm going to love it. So yeah, just save it. Oh. I'm so happy for you that and you have And then one day, that. you guys, you're going to be on Twitter or Instagram, and you're going to see that I've begun, and you can all watch. Nice. Nice. All right. Okay. I like it. The Arclapis. Okay. But I feel like I could confess that because you confess the Hathaways, and that yeah. feels like also a book, like books you should have read. So it's Sure. Good. Okay. I also, you know what's funny? I don't know that I've read all the Bow Street Runners either. So I think I've read one of them maybe, but not all of mm-hmm. them. But I, again, I'm very... I'm just like, one day I'm going to need those. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, so this is both. It's both. If you have never read. So here's the thing. Maybe this isn't so much these should be on your break in case of emergency lists. Maybe the question here is um, maybe what we're doing is we're also saying to you like, hey, these should be on your TBRs. Like put these. Bring If you have the if you have any interest in these books, bring them right up to the top of the pile because. Right. um, We love these books. And so. For me, 
you know, the Ravenels, the Wallflowers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, dreaming of you, you know, Jen and I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we advocate everyone reading that at least once a year, February 4th. And, um, yeah. Sarah, I love books about pirates. <laughs> Same. I And I really honestly, like, again, I think that's just, like, formative, right? When I think about, like, Julie yeah. Garwood's, like, yeah. The Prize, right? Sure. So some of the things on my, like, my Breaking Case for Emergency shelf are really, uh, again, like, as soon as I thought about it, I was like, oh, of course it makes sense. It's, like, the stuff that I, like, imprinted on. So another, I have a couple pirate books in the in the waiting pool. Um, one is, again, Destiny's Captive by Beth. Oh, interesting. Right? Because I was like, well, I love a pirate book, and I might need yep. that one day. Um, the second pirate book in Cressley's. Um, That's online, too. I haven't read that one either. Yeah. And we read the first one as for we read the podcast. A Captain of All Pleasure. Yes. And I was like, okay, should I go ahead and, like, read the next one? And then I was like... No, I shouldn't. I should just... No, the problem with Cressley at this point is, like, you never know. You, like, you right. gotta... Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you have to parse them out. <laughs> you have to, like... You have to save your save them for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's funny is I would have also... Now, I definitely had read Gentle Rogue, but I think part of it is, like, what made me, like, bring back, like, the, oh, like, oh, shit, I love pirate romances. So, those two books... Men on Boats... Men on boats um, are definitely two that are like on my break in case of emergency, but for like a real specific, very deep in my psyche moment. The pirate romance. I like it. I'm for it. So I'm going to just. So wait, let me do. So I have not read any of Cressley's YA novels either. Me neither. I don't think I will. They're in present tense. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't care about that. I know you don't. Um, and so I, but I have those mm-hmm. here too um, because I feel like at some point, like if I'm really desperate, yeah, yeah. I can, I can do that. Well, um, I still have Cressley's historicals that if you deceive, if you dare, yep. those oh, the McCarrick brothers, the McCarrick brothers are, no, I've are my, those, unfortunately, I found them all in a used bookstore in Paso Robles, California, which we've talked about. Yes. Uh, shoot. The book page? No. No, it begins with an S. Damn it. Anyway, we'll put it in show notes. I talked about it in, on our holiday episode. And so I bought them all and read them all. I was on vacation with my in-laws, which was a real joy. Um, and the, anyway... But we got to talk about Lorraine Heath because I know I've talked. I'm like a Lorraine Heath evangelist. Like I know Sarah. you all are tired of hearing me talk about R- Lorraine Heath, but like Sarah, I've never read the Gorilla Brothers <laughs> because of now it now you don't even know what it's called. To be honest, I don't know what it's called. It's called the Gorilla Brothers, and it it's is on the Earl takes all, and it is on the the break case for emergency or the it's, until we talk about on the podcast list it's i guess fucking delight is what it is um so that's part of why i love Lorraine Heath so much because i feel like i mean talk about somebody who takes the finger every damn time mm-hmm. and so um we are so i have read basically everything Lorraine has ever written with the exception of i had a moment again in the middle of her sins for all seasons series where i think i had like a 
true panic moment of like, oh my God, mm-hmm. if I continue to read Lorraine Heath at the speed at which I read Lorraine Heath, um, I'm not, I'm going to run out of Lorraine Heaths at some point. So I have four books from the Sins for All Seasons series in Underglass. Interesting. And which ones are those? I'm looking at it now. Oh, Beyond Scandal and Desire or When a Duke Loves a Woman. Oh, yep. I've read one. I've read The Earl Takes a Fancy, I think. Those are pretty recent. Oh, so this was like you This is recent. This recently. is me shoring up, like yes. making sure that I, it's like me filling the bunker. <laughs> Some people have like large blocks of Velveeta cheese. We have. I've large got Lorraine Heath novels. novels. <laughs> you know what else is? It's okay. So obviously the Gorilla Brothers are on my Lorraine Heath, but also <laughs> when we Gorilla. Re- I mean, if you're gonna, it's Gorilla Twins. Jen. Oh, sorry. What did I call them? <laughs> gorilla Gorilla Brothers. Gorilla, Brothers, gorilla <laughs> Twins. Whatever. <laughs> oh, listen. Um, I mean, the proper name for that book is Gorilla Twins. <laughs> So here's another break case of emergency for me. When we read Waking Up with the Duke back in Books That Blooded Us, yeah. I bought the first two in that series, Passions of a Wicked Earl and Pleasure, Pleasures of a Notorious Gentleman, and immediately, immediately put them in the... In the bunker? Put them in the bunker. <laughs> in the bunker. God, I would like... Mr. Reed's Romance would be like, what are we supposed to eat down here? And I'd be like, what? Paper, <laughs> but not before I've read them. <laughs> so, yeah, the London's Greatest Lover series, book one and two, are in the bunker for me. Um, I have one contemporary series on my list. Okay. And it will not surprise you that it is by Naima Simone. Fair. Yes. Um, and they are, these books, actually, I lied because I do have these only in E, but I think it's because they are only available in E. If they were available in something else, then I would, uh, then I would buy them in print. Um, and that is her s- entire Secrets and Sins series, which is named. It's like, they're all like angel names because you know I love an angel. Like, I love, I love a fucking angel allegory. Um, so they're like Gabriel and Raphael and some other weird angel names. It works out great for me. I don't even know if I've heard of those. They're like, I think they're dark, darker. Um, but I mean, I don't think they're like dark, dark, but I think they're like darker and they're, I don't know. I don't know what they're about. Because I don't, I haven't read them. You're like, I won't <laughs> even do it. You know what is really funny is you said angels. Here yeah. is something on my list, which is Nalini Singh's Guild Hunter series, oh, which is interesting. all about angels. The first one's called Angel's Blood, and then there's Archangel's Kiss, and there's like eight or ten of these by now. And that entire series is. This is really smart. In the bunker like for a me. whole series. A whole series. I don't own them because I, I fear that I would write. And I'm on a, I'm on slowdown mode with side changelings. I've only probably read the first 12. Yeah. Well, this is how I feel about, like, Black Dagger Brotherhood. Like, I feel like if I ever really were in, like, a pinch. Sure. I could always pick that back up again. Now, I do have a bunch of those in print because I bought them all on Book Outlet. And Book Outlet, it's, like, free shipping if you spend $35 or more. And meanwhile, Book Outlet is, like, organization, lol. (laughs) 
So you really have to like spend some time just like paging through like all of what they have, but you can get great deals on things that have essentially been remaindered, but not destroyed at Book Outlet. Yeah. So I actually have a, quite a few of the later series, like when she starts bringing back and revisiting old characters. And the only one I read was actually The Beast because it was Lover, Rage, and Mary Part 2. Lover, Rage, and Mary. <laughs> That's one of our favorites. Oh, it's so good. So, yeah. For those of you who are not with us when we did the... uh um, Black Dagger Brotherhood episode, uh, you should know that we just refer to all the books as lover, hero, heroine. Sure. <laughs> lover, main char- character. Because, <laughs> honestly, after Dark Lover, like, you have no chance. Lover Eternal, like, you're like, no. no it's too many. It's too many, too many lovers. <laughs> it's too many. So much easier. Um, so much easier. Yep. So, yeah, Nalini's Guild Hunter books, because I also love an angel, and so... Yeah. Listen, I do. I love an angel. I'm not I'm not ashamed to say it. I love I love I at one point I started writing the casino series. Mm-hmm. They were all supposed to have angel names. And then I changed my mind. I don't know why. Well, it happens. You know what's interesting listen, though about this is it's funny because okay, in a few weeks everybody, a little preview, we're having Sarah J. Moss on the podcast. Oh ha. And we were like throwing around big time now. We were throwing around topic ideas, and we came up with a cool one. But my second idea was to talk about angels because the. And then you know what's interesting though, angel romances, like actual literal angels, that's tough. For many reasons, (gasps) you know there is a so in yeah in one of those those um, awesome old pocket romance holiday romance anthologies Mm. there is a short story by annette lamb i think i think it's by annette lamb who unfortunately i don't think i think she may have died Mm. but she was she was one of my favorites back in the day and she wrote a, a book it's set in the gilded age um and this novella is and the hero is an angel who is trying to get back into heaven Mm. i like that instead he falls in love no wait Maybe she's the angel and trying to get back. One of them is trying to get back into heaven. Yeah, she's the angel and trying to get back to, into heaven. And he's like a crusty, like, I don't know, robber baron. Amazing. I love it. Amazing. Anyway, we'll put that in show notes too because, you know, banter. Banter. Exactly. Okay. So the other one is more recent. I mean, like, obviously the Since We're All Seasons books are more recent, but Lorraine has been in par- a part of my life for a long time. Um, but recently, within the last few years, I discovered, like many others, Diana Quincy, mm-hmm. who I think writes a fucking fantastic historical. And so um, when I discovered her, she was already writing a later series. I think she's written, written four historical series. And I have not read her first series, which is called uh, The Accidental Peers series. And so those books are all... In, in the, the in the, okay, so what's interesting because we were talking about like they really are mostly historical for me. Like yes. I said, I feel like that is really because of it's comfort. It's comfort, but I think the contemporary authors who are in my who are in the vault for me are like people that I, again like it's a book in a series I love that I haven't read yet. So for example. Everyone knows I love the Stage Dies series by Kylie Scott, and there is a new novella. Haven't read it yet. It's in the it's in the vault. Um, I think 
it, now those are short too. So that's just like an afternoon mm. of reading when I finally get there. But like, I just can't bring myself to do it yet. Well, it's interesting that you say this because I think, I mean, Kylie's a good example of somebody who like, I need to be better about that. Cause she, anytime she has something out, like I read it right away. Mm-hmm. And then like Brill Harper, London Hale, like Same. all the people that like, we've talked to, those like the people that we put on the, Kylie's not one of those people, but we did the sort of sh- like, like, fast and dirty episode and those books i wish i had vaulted but also i don't feel like i have the i feel like i would have pulled them out of the vault why is that more quickly i do because they're not contemporary they're not historicals i don't know i maybe i also wonder i do think they're sort of a like once something the longer something has been in the vault the harder it is to pull it out of the vault yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you're like, then I won't have it anymore. Then it's I like won't a have bit it. Of a security blanket. Yes. Where things that go into the vault pretty quickly, I think, can come out. Also, here's the other thing. Kylie Scott is still actively producing books at a rate that I enjoy. <laughs> quick pace. <laughs> Thank you, Kylie. We love you. Right? <laughs> so I also think there's yeah, a little less of that fear. <laughs> London Hale was putting them out all the time. And then, and then bam. disappeared. I know. God, it's the worst. It's the worst. What we need is people to like, we need a central location for people to announce that they are no longer writing books (laughs) so that we can immediately vault some books. (laughs) Yes. You're like, wait, that was up next. Now, okay. Report back, you guys. Those of you who are writers, like, would it be okay if we opened a P.O. box? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, just we'll take care of it. And you just said, maybe we could keep it secret. It could just be between us. No one else needs to know. Wait, I have... I have no intention of ever writing another romance novel again, and then, boom, we vault everything. <laughs> Everything's in the vault. Everything. Okay. I also... I have vaulted an entire series by Tessa Bailey. Oh, that's a good idea. But Are, there's another person who writes, like, 83 books a year. Sure. So. But, listen, I'm all caught up, except with the Broken Beautiful series. That's Chase Me, Need Me, and Make Me. I have never read them. And I have had those moments where I'm like, maybe I need to break into the vault on those. And I no. And then Tessa releases a new book, and you're like, oh, and I'm I don't like, need okay, to. I don't need to. The vault <laughs> stays, stay safe, keep it safe in the vault. Uh, I also have okay. I'm back on historicals. I have some KJ Charles books in the vault now. Again, KJ has a pretty big back list, I think. Yeah, but I feel like what I've done is vaulted again, like particular series rather than particular books. So, for example, the Will Darling Adventures, which I think is her newest series, and I think she literally just finished it, vaulted all of them, because I just was like, I'm going to need these one day. And there's like four or five of them. But she also writes a, they're, I think, more, they're not novellas, but they aren't as long. So, yeah, I have... I vaulted an entire K.J. Charles series. It was also, it made me a little bit sad when I was thinking about this this morning, this episode, because I there are definitely, well, I mean, I sort of, we joked about it, like, you have to tell us if you're not writing anymore so that we can vault some books. But, like, you know, for me, a lot of those, like, old school writers, the ones who, like, who we I cut my teeth on, you know, like, what I would not give for a McNaught, I haven't read, you know, I wish that there was, like, an old-school Sandra Brown historical I hadn't read. Yeah. Just one that I could say, you know, set that aside. I don't even know if I could put a number on how many romances I've read in my life. 
thousands of them. Oh, more, thousands, easily, tens of thousands, thousands right? Tens of, yeah. Who knows? Billions. <laughs> Why not? No, I calculated it once, like on the back of an envelope, and, yeah. I, and this was a few years ago, and I was like, oh, I'm probably close to 10,000. It has to be, right? Yeah. So, one of the things that I will say is, I don't, it's not quite the same. But I have been ordering like old, like you know, old love swept by my favorite mm. authors, and these are books like I know that I have read. Yeah, but you don't remember. But them. I don't remember them at all. And then yeah. when I reread them, it's like, it's like seeing yeah. an old friend. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like you ran into somebody from college at the coffee shop, and you sit down and have a great hour with them. Yeah. So I have been finding myself. It feels like a very similar type of. Feeling. feeling right where I'm like I have these they are there in case for me in case I need them and that's a pretty mm-hmm. great feeling well and there's some you're right it does bump up against it's sort of the other side of the coin from the books that you reread from yeah the comfort read right the I will always go back to Texas Chase right like always and so you have a moment I mean the sad thing is, it's like somewhere in that vault, there might be a comfort read, but I will never know. <laughs> but when somebody's like, Sarah, you're going to a desert island, what books do you take? I know what shelf I'm bringing. And it's not anything I've brought before. It's this whole case yeah, of... it's it, right. With a fingers crossed, something in there <laughs> is as good as I've imagined it to be. Well, but that's a part where it's really like... I hear, like, so back to Nighthawk. It was delightful. I'm so glad I read it. So now I'm like, should I like meter myself out, make myself read a comfort read every year? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you could die too. <laughs> Grim but true, Sarah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just here to tell the truth. Grim Jen. but true. <laughs> Yikes on bikes. It's tricky, but here's what I want. I just had this thought. I. We are going to run, you know, sometimes we run, like, little quizzes and stuff on the main page of the website. Here's what I would really love. I'd love for all of you to go to fadedmates.net, click on whatever Whatever it says. (laughs) Whatever it says. I don't know what it says. The vault. Yeah, the vault. What's in your vault? (laughs) And tell us what your break-in-case-of-emergency books are. Yeah. Um, Because I'm curious, like, oh, and what I would really love, we're going to – we'll make it, like, a – you know, a – it won't, it will, you'll be able to write however much you want to us. Um, but tell us also, like, do you, do you feel like it's, the, these books are books by authors that you have right. loved like from what the very makes start? It. Are they all, all contemporaries because you started reading contemporaries first? Are you saving an IAD book? Like, tell us what's in the vault and why. And we will um, figure out a way to share some of them on Instagram and Twitter so that people can, can yeah, see hear about it. So here's the question. Maybe we'll create, maybe Kelly would create us a what's in the vault Instagram. I'm sure she probably would. Here's a question for you. Have you ever read anything that was in the vault and it was a disappointment? I mean, you don't have to name the name. That's not who we are, but. That's a good question. I think there, I think every time I've read something from the vault, it's been like a joy because like as we've said, they're all yeah. there's nothing in the vault that is by somebody who I don't trust and love and know writes a great book. Um, so there is always that, right? Like a conversation with an old friend. 
where you like so just having it was great even if it wasn't the best exactly the voice is the voice um but certainly now in 2022 reading books that were vault are vaulted from the 80s and 90s sure is a different experience like even now what's interesting about this this is sort of a worthy conversation because I think I'm more willing, and tell me if you feel this way too, I think I'm more willing to forgive the ancient morals of Mm -hmm. these books if I read them when I was young and internalize them when I was young and remember them fondly than I am if I go to them now and go, like, yeah. You know, one of my very, very, very favorite, like, return-to-it-all-the-time books is an old-school historical that I would never publicly recommend anybody start reading um, right now in 2022 because there's so much in it that's problematic. Um, But, like, I'm able to kind of, like, close my eyes to those I skipped right over them, right? Those those bits. Um, And now I... And I, I think... I think that's harder. I think that's probably where I get, yeah, right, a little scared almost. Like, maybe they need to stay in the vault at some point. Yeah. Although I think, so I think for me what's interesting is I obviously have been a romance reader my entire life. But to me, there's like sort of pre-Kindle me and post-Kindle me. And what I mean by that is... The there are books that you've at like you know have people have mentioned or whatever and I've been like oh I've never read that and then I go to my Amazon account and I bought it and read it in two thousand and one, right right and you're like I mean Amazon is essentially now like my book memory in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and so you know I read that book but it you know when you read however many thousands of books they can't all stick, but the ones the ones that have, for sure there are ones that I. They're like keeper books that I would be embarrassed to tell people about. Exactly. And I think that that's fascinating. And but like they're grandfathered into my brain. And I, yeah, and, and I can and read I, them and be like, this is a problem, but I still love these characters. Exactly. And I think it's that's a tricky, it's, it's a hard thing because, of course, like now, if we opened a book that was published today and had any of that content in it, we'd be like, this is trash. And like, out the window. I don't know. It's it's a hard this is a one of those tricky things like not everything is black and white. There's nuance in all things and like this is one of those situations where you know you you go back to the books that made you a reader. Yeah. And and now I, what I like about that is being able to go back to those books that made me a reader and say like these there are problems with these books. Like, of course. You know, but there were pro- there are problems with every book. In 20 years, people are going to go, that, that's Sarah McLean. Of course. all these problems in well, books. Well, because hopefully we've, you know, gotten better. I hope not the same kind of problems. But, like, you know. I wonder if, you know, in a couple years when we're on Faded Made Season 8. <laughs> you know what we should do? One season, maybe next season, we should both read. We should pick a book from our Breaking Case of Emergency. Yeah, right. Pile right. And both read it. And both read it. Because I do think there's part of me that's almost a little, and maybe it's just like these pandemic times, like take the joy where you can, right? Yeah. Like there's always, 
you know, there's a lot of books on my keeper shelf. I listed probably at least 25 of them, and there's probably more if I really sat down oh, to think about sure. it. So I can, I can, I mean, like I said, reading Nighthawk brought me such joy. Why wouldn't I just, you know, yeah. read one of those Lorraine Heaths today as well, soon as we get off the phone? Yeah. It's interesting, right? Because then there's the other piece, which is like, I think about who I would call, like, if I were going to list my favorite authors right yeah. now. And so many of them are newer authors, mm-hmm. right, with shorter backlists. But I think about, like, Kate Claiborne, who I think is the best of us. And that's not just because she's my friend. I have beginner's luck is on my keeper shelf. <gasps> I've, I I read them you out of order. Duck. And I and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to need this one day. And I kept wow, it. Wow. That's amazing. That's really lucky. Because now she's my friend. And of course, I'm going to read all her books the second I get of them course. in my hand. But like, what happens if I need one? <laughs> I've got one. What if I'm 80 years old and Kate and I no longer know how to use the internet because it's something different <laughs> and we don't talk and I need one? <laughs> I mean, it's true though, right? So that's the other thing is like, how does the keeper shelf evolve over time? And I wonder, are there things mm-hmm. that I would have said around the but, keeper shelf five years ago that are just yeah. now like, yeah. Are and not. do you have, do you have like people who, you have people who write now, like for me, like Uzma Jalaluddin, her next book might keep her, might break in mm. case of emergency for me. Cause I loved Aisha at last and I loved Hanukkah carries on. And so like, Interesting. there's a possibility for me. I don't know. I will have to suss it out when it comes, but like that one might, might break in case of emergency for me. But then I don't know because it's like, I would say the close, it's, different thing. it's hard to tell. It, I feel like it, you're like, at what point is it, like, it's not six months later, but, like, here's an example. I really loved Jesse Mihalik's, uh space, like, I love sci-fi, yes. right? And I loved that series that started with um, Polaris Rising. She has a new one out. I've had it on my Kindle for a while, and I have not read it yet. And I think yep. it might be that exact same feeling, like, but what if I need it? But what if I need it? But so maybe also there's it? like a rotating. See, now we're like in, we're in a whole different world. But like maybe there's like a rotating thing. Like yeah. I might, I might shelve Uzma's next book. But then when her fourth book comes out. Read, read the, the third, third one. Yes. And then just always have one. Yes. <laughs> Waiting. Sure. sure. Well, just always be that person who's like. Oh, I haven't read that one, but let me tell you about... Let me talk to you for two hours about all the other ones. <laughs> well, I think one of the weird things about being... Uh, and for you and I, like, right? Like, I can get most books republication right now. I can get an arc of it, right? Well, and that's terrible, too, in some... I mean, it's great, but also terrible. Right, because then you're like, I'm waiting for the next one while you're still waiting for this one. Or, right? So I think there's a lot of complicated feelings I have about how to manage those and some of them. I mean, like, listen... Here's another interesting question. Is there an author you love that you cannot vault them? You just love them too much. And I would say for me, like, the Hidden Legacy series by Alona Andrews, when that next book comes out, listen. Yeah, buy it right away. Yeah, I, the minute it. I have it, I will <coughs> got to go home and read it. I Yeah. So there's some, like, there's some where I'm just like, no, I have to have it right now. Your books are like that. Christina Lauren's books are like that for me. Adriana's Kate. I mean, like, for yeah. me, yeah. But this is the other thing. It's all front, like, 
that's part of it is like frontless authors who like I love like uh, yeah Tracy yes like here's my thing I have read Tracy Livesey's book that is coming out in May I read it last summer yeah what the fuck am I gonna do (laughs) (laughs) for a year you're screwed I am really screwed yeah Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I think, um, by the way, you guys, if you have not pre-ordered American Royalty, you are doing it wrong. Like, or get it, get on the, if you read at the library, get on that library list right now. Mark my words, this book is going to be huge. It's so good. So yeah, like that's um, it. So the, I don't know. I think, you know, I think there are. I think there's also a difference. I think for for me, the breaking case of emergency list is largely filled with people, with the exception of probably, yeah, I mean, it's largely for me filled with people who I have read for a long, long time. Yeah. With the exception of Diana, right, who I yeah. just recently discovered. Um, people who I know, who and also people who I don't know. Mm, like, yeah, right. And that's different for me than it is for a lot of people. Sure. But like, Sure. Like, I also feel like Sophie Jordan, I have loved her books sure. for as long as she has been writing. She was not my friend when I discovered her, and now she is one of my very closest friends. So, like, she is somebody who, for sure, I would have in the vault. But you can't have her in the vault because I've read all her books. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a really, it's a curious thing. Tell us, but do. Do come to the website, fatedmates.net. Tell us what's in your break in case of emergency vault. Um, We'll have Callie do something fun on Instagram. um, So maybe we can share around Instagram, those of you who are there. We want to know, we want to know what they are and why. Why they're they're there. there. And maybe we should all get together this summer. Maybe we should do a thing in the summer where we all commit. Everybody, all of the magnificent firebirds (laughs) commit to reading one One of the, yeah. Of the break in case of emergency books. And then maybe we could do a live or something. That'd be really fun where people talk about it. Yeah. out a way for everybody to get because I love I love having the books in the vault but I also want us to have the joy of like reading the book in the vault because I did and it was it was so great god it was like I own it like you know in Pulp Fiction where they open up the the suitcase and like light shoots out of it yeah (laughs) I feel like if this for this to work Jen yeah you and I like they have it has to be voted on they have to tell us yes Yes. I know you're gonna make me read Winterborn so it's fine it might be those gorilla twins though oh those gorilla twins (laughs) listen how many times have people talked about the gorilla twins and every time I'm like and hold and hold one of my greatest things in in life like one of my greatest accomplishments is that everyone refers to that book as gorilla twins and i'm the one who started that because i can never remember the titles well what a shock that we cannot remember the titles <laughs> but um no i think i think you and i should let everybody vote on our particular list yes. and we each read whatever and then everyone else just read one and then we'll we'll figure out a way to celebrate because the vault shouldn't stay closed the whole time the vault is for your joy not just for your yeah fear it's yeah. joy, not fear, everybody. Um, also, it's a fucking pandemic. It's time to break open the goddamn vault. <laughs> exactly. Like, if not now, when, you guys? Right? <laughs> oh, listen. I hope Kate and Kara uh, enjoyed this. Why? This has ended up being really fun. This I know it was, was really a lot fun. of banter, but... K- 
Kate and Cara, thank you so much for donating to such an important cause. Um, Listen, Haiti remains a mess. Um, There are a lot of great organizations on the ground there that are doing good work. We will put links in show notes to the organizations that um, the Romance for Haiti charity auction. Uh, We will put links in show notes that to the organizations that the Romance for Haiti auction was supporting and um, and others. We'll ask Adriana Herrera, who is running that auction, if she has other thoughts about um, where we can give in Haiti. But Kate and Kara, this was a really fun topic. Anyway, this is Fade of Mates, everyone. You can find us at fadeofmates.net, where you can tell us about your breaking case of emergency romances. You can also find us on Twitter at Fade of Mates and on Instagram at Fade of Mates Pod. We are Sarah McLean and Jen Prokop, and we hope that you'll be back next week for whatever we have in store. <laughs> <laughs>